What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the best of the Nick Brown Show an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's your host, Nick Brown. Coach, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Big Nick Brown. It's good. It's all good in San Antonio. The sun's coming up. Looks like the storm's gone away. So uh, we're going to play two today. Yeah, that's exciting. Coach, I was just talking about... You know, the one thing about it, if you've looked, and, of course, I jinxed the entire baseball season on rainouts and weather delay in conference because well, – thank you uh, for doing that, uh, Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes it can come down to percentages. And, and, you know, you look and you say, well, why, you know, is it important? Obviously, every conference game is an important. But you don't want the calculator to be the deciding factor in the end when it determines your seating uh, for the uh, conference tournament. So it is important to get all the games in. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, that's one thing that you want to be able to look back and say, you know, we, we were able to play, and if we didn't make it, we didn't make it. And, and uh, if you do, you do. So, um, you know, it's definitely, I think, you know, you see most people in the in the conference, a lot of guys played doubleheaders yesterday just because everybody understands and knows. You know, you're trying to get those three games in. Sometimes it's inconvenient. You know, there were some guys, that, like I said, that played two games yesterday because there's big fronts coming through across the state. So, um, you know, every every game's important, and, and hopefully, you know, weather cooperating, we'll get these in the, this, you know, this weekend. All right, now let's look at the situation. Bulldogs were leading 4-2 to two and had made it to the fourth inning. Is that correct? Do you just pick up where you left off? That is correct. We'll, uh, we'll pick right up there. We're glad to do it at the, at the plate. And uh, we got runners on first and second, two out. And then um, I'm sure they'll make a pitching change. I would assume that. I don't know that uh, because both starters, you know, uh, I felt like through a lot of pitches and stuff, so uh, they may make a change if they do, then we'll see what that happens. But uh, and then we'll finish that game thirty minutes, and then we'll start uh, next game. Well, hey, do you get a new count? Like let's say, say it's zero and two. Do you get a, do you get a clean count? <laughs> no, 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 it's one one count. Uh, no, that it all goes right back to exactly where you uh, left off. Well, let's talk about the, that on the pitching rotation. Both starters were still in the game after four, so both starters had gone four. So, actually, that would be a good thing, in my opinion, because you're going to go with a different guy. So, as long as your starter's still in the game, then your rotation can pick right off, pick right up. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. We'll, we'll um, probably end up starting uh, Nate Harris this morning or this, in the first game, uh, one of our relievers, and see how far he can go and um, – and then we'll start uh, Cameron Link Barrel Game Two uh, this afternoon. Well, uh, that certainly, uh, I, you know, I wondered. I was going to say, who would you go with? And, and I was thinking uh, Nate Harris. So, uh, great minds think alike, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> You're right on it, man. You take my job, man. Hey, man. You're no, right no, on it, Nick. No, uh, you know, this job is might not have to get hazard pay. You were a little too excited uh, coaching third base the other night. As, as, what the story is and, and Rustin right now. So uh, let's describe the uh, injury that, that you uh, received. Well, you know, I'm a little animated sometimes over there at third base. and uh, You know, there wasn't many friends down there in, in Lafayette the other night. I was 
calling a few different things. And so, you know, we're pretty wrapped up in the game. Had a big play there. And, um, one of our guys, I felt like, um, we're trying to score him, and it was going to be a close play. And, and so I was probably jumping up a little more than what my body was used to. So uh, all of a sudden, my, my right calf kind of just went out on me a little bit. But, like, I, I thought the, the dugout and it, it threw a baseball and hit me in the leg because we scored. That's how mad they were. But they didn't. <laughs> it was just uh, – just uh, something in my calf that gave way and popped, and so uh, I had to look back over to the dugout. So, so do we need to put you on the uh, 15 day? Are you day to day? You're questionable. <laughs> What's the status, Coach? <laughs> hey, I, I'm 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 trying to be like Kyle Ripken. I'm trying to continue my 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 coaching trial. I was back at third base last night, but as soon as the play, as soon as the third out is made, I start walking over because it takes that long to get over. <laughs> Uh, Coach, let's talk about how important this series is because we have talked about, obviously, the goal of this Bulldog team is to get into postseason play. Made the, had the great opportunity of being uh, walking through the dugout, walking through the tunnel where the guys walk out and you have a, a sign posted that the guys see every day when they're playing at the Love Shack, and that is where this team was predicted to finish at the beginning of the season. It has still been a motivational factor for you guys. There's no doubt, Nick. That's something that um, you know we talk about it. We talked about it before we got down here, and um, you know it's something that you know we let our players know that uh, there's no respect in this league for our program at this point. And uh, every day, go out there and, and have that sense of urgency and have that competitive spirit about you. You go out and prove people wrong. And so far, these guys have did a great job. Uh, as you know, we're down to our last um, 12 games, and uh, you know we want to make sure we finish strong and really get ourselves in a position where we can go to Hattiesburg and have a chance to uh, play for a conference championship. Well, if you look at the last ten games over the uh, season, you look at Conference USA, uh, no one's had a better record than the Bulldogs over the last ten. Uh, Marshall has been 7-3 and three as well as Rice, but the Bulldogs are 7-3. and three. And you got some attention this week, and I just wonder, uh, you know, that's one thing to me, motivating the guys when they look and they see, hey, you're picked near the bottom, you're picked at the bottom. That's a motivational factor. But one of the things is when they start getting some positive attention, you still have to say, stay focused when you go into these series. That's right. And, that, and that, we try to address that. That's what I told them as soon as the, the bus got here to the hotel. You know, uh, whenever you start having some success, and people don't uh, really think that you are. You know, there's a lot of, I hate to say it, but there's lots, lots of times people will, will try to uh, bring you down and, and look for things to, to try to, you know, make you look bad. That's what I told our players that. A lot to be given and a lot to be expected. And, um, you know, I, I don't want our players. And that's something you, you've been around me long enough. Oh, you know, as we walk into the hotel on, on Thursday, I told them I wanted to make sure that, you know, these people respect what we do and the type of people that we are. You know, winning to me is not that important. I want to make sure we have integrity. I want to make sure we do things right. And, and I want people to say, hey, that, that program not only was successful, but they did things right all the time. And, and uh, that's really important to me. Well, uh, Mark Kramer, who had the uh, pleasure of doing games play-by-play -play before Dave Ditz was able to come over, that's all he had to say was how uh, well-mannered and great that you guys are, and certainly that everyone on the road talked about how great these uh, Bulldogs behave. And I told Mark, I said, uh, Coach Goff wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's just a huge privilege for myself to be here at Louisiana Tech. I think it's a huge privilege for our players to have a chance to play and, and uh, put that uh, red and blue on every day. It's just an opportunity we have, you know, and I want our players to understand how, you know, how much of an opportunity that we have together. And, uh, you know, whenever you appreciate something, you, you try to do things right, I think, a whole lot more. So, 
Uh, those are the things we're trying to build in our program and, and reflect back on. And, you know, our players are going to play for a certain amount of games, and they're going to graduate. And I hope that when they leave our program that uh, they don't only win with championship rings, but also, uh, you know, some, some, some ways and some things, discipline and integrity and those things that will carry them throughout their life. All right, well, Coach, I certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, you get well, and you go out and uh, get that sweep of the doubleheader today. Hey, I think I can still outrun you, Nick, even with a, even with a flat tire. Hey, I, Coach, I don't know. You get me on that turf at J.C. Love, I I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what, I'll take that bet, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, have an awesome day, guys. Hey, you do the same. appreciate you joining us. Thank you. We've got the guy who is busy, and, and you know what? I actually doubted Lynn Scarborough for once. I didn't know if he would be able to make the appearance on the show this morning because he's been quite busy, but we're going to go to Hueytown, Alabama's favorite son, Lynn Scarborough. Lynn, you're indeed a team player. Hey, good morning, man. Yeah, that, and I know a lot about a lot of teams, I can tell you that. Our, uh, we, we will complete today our Southeastern uh, College Football Edition. And uh, by this evening, probably late late afternoon, uh, that magazine will be sent to the printer. So uh, we're getting really close to uh, to having another one ready to go. All right, I'm going to ask you a question because the other day you said you had four articles to write. Yep. That was on Thursday. Yep. This is Saturday, less than 48 hours after the fact. How many articles have been written? Oh, well, I actually ended up having five to do, and uh, they were all done by, I mean, they are all done by yesterday morning, by, by Friday morning. So how long does so, it take you to write an article? Well, you know, the, write, the writing itself, um, these, these, I'll just say these particular features, um, I did a, uh, I have a four-page feature on Auburn. As you know, I cover Auburn for us. Um, and then um, I also had to do the team feature on Jacksonville State and the team feature on UAB. Uh, we are uh, promoting UAB again uh, because of the way things happen with their program. And um, Jacksonville State, we gave additional coverage because of them playing for the national championship last year. And then we're, um, you know, you, you know, all of us and what we do. We we try to, uh, you know, give support to worthwhile things. Um, and we're doing a, a, an extra feature this year on UAB and on Jacksonville State that I had to write. Uh, UAB's partnered with a, a group called Children's. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank on that. Children's Harbor, Children's Harbor, which is a uh, program that's that's being done, uh, and so it has been done for a number of years in support of uh, children and families. Uh, that are uh, devastated by disease, uh, some of which are, are uh, f- fatal diseases, some of which are, are just debilitating. And, um, and UAB has partnered with them. Uh, and uh, with, I did a feature on that. And then uh, Jacksonville State, for the last four years, uh, has instituted a curriculum uh, geared toward helping coaches uh, coach safely. It's called, it's called Coach Safely. And um, it's in line with all the concussions and, uh, and the injuries and all that are in, in football overall, but really in athletics overall regarding young people. And they've done a, a really good thing with this curriculum. They're expanding it out now, and I did a feature on that. So I encourage the folks in the audience um, that get Lindy's um, that uh, this edition, that the ones I'm talking about, these features are only in the publication that's distributed in the state of Alabama because there's Alabama uh, initiatives. So anybody that has interest in those kind of things, contact us and let us get you a, a copy of that publication or get you those features so you can find out about them. They're, you know, these colleges and universities uh, do, a, do a whole lot of worthwhile things. But anyway, I had those five features to do, and uh, they, were, they were written by, uh, by yesterday morning. I was certainly impressive, but now I must say that I will, give, uh, I will take the blame or you can take the blame, but 
we talked about uh, during the week that, <clears throat> fortunately for college baseball and in the SEC in particular, there have been no games rained out or postponed due to inclement weather, and that made uh, such a uh, impact because it comes down to you doing the math and the, using your percentages. And lo and behold, now we have our first with Texas A&M only played 18 games, and, and that's no big deal because Texas A&M leading the Western Division, but Arkansas at the bottom at only six and twelve. I know they'll try and do their best to get the games in. But should they not be able to, that's uh, certainly a break for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, well, uh, this happening on a Friday is, uh, is, is inconvenient. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, but you had baseball games and softball games that were suspended. Uh, Florida, Arkansas, in softball, I believe what, uh, it was somebody, uh, LSU maybe in Arkansas, uh, got suspended in the fourth inning. Uh, they're going to try to let's start that one again, play another one tonight. You had another softball game. You had two baseball games that were, uh, that were postponed. Um, if they were not able to get a doubleheader in today in these four settings, then absolutely it makes a difference because they're not going to play a tripleheader on Sunday. And, uh, and usually, you know, a lot of times they'll cut the Sunday game short because of travel uh, and not even play a full game there. They try, try their best to avoid doubleheaders on Sunday. So, um, absolutely, this is the first weekend when you've got the potential of the outcome of the race being determined by the weather. I, at this point, all, of the, all four of the venues that were uh, disturbed by the weather last night do have plans to play the doubleheaders today, and everybody would still have the same number of games. And I have not checked the weather reports, but if, if they were to get uh, have the same situation today, then some teams are going to be at least a game short because of not being able to play the doubleheader on Sunday. And you, you could, again, um, have that impact that you and I have been talking about all year, and it, it just hadn't happened until now. Yeah, and certainly they're fortunate to get this far without that happening. But, you know, when you look at it, Lynn, I guess the bottom line is it really doesn't affect the ones at the top so much as it does the one at the bottom because you've got, and let's look at the, the cellar dwellers in the SEC East, Georgia at 7-12, and 12, Tennessee at 6-13, and 13, Missouri at 5-14, uh, and 14, and then you look at the SEC West and you look, you have uh, Auburn uh, at the bottom, but they got a big victory over Kentucky but Arkansas, the big winner at 6-12 and 12, uh, in the SEC. So, really, we're talking about <laughs> if any are going to get uh, delayed or not played, you want it to be towards two teams at the top because you would hate for one team to be left out at the bottom because only uh, 12 teams, so there are going to be two teams that don't make it. But you'd hate for one to go simply because of math alone. Yeah, well, uh, unless something unusual, let's say Alabama gets swept, by, uh, by Mississippi State, and, and then they lose their next series. They're, they're still to where they could drop down in it because they've, they've only got nine wins. But realistically, you've got five teams that, that have, five teams all have a very good chance not to make the tournament. Yeah. And, you na- and you named the five. Uh, they're, right now, uh, if, the, if the tournament was, uh, you know, was held today, uh, the bottom two teams would be Missouri and Tennessee uh, because Tennessee and Auburn have exactly the same record, and, and I believe Auburn has the head-to-head over, over Tennessee. But... Um, but that, uh, at the end of the day today, that's probably going to change. You know, you could have uh, you could have Georgia lose again, and you could have Tennessee, uh, Auburn, and Arkansas all win, and then Georgia all of a sudden is down there at the bottom. So, and, and really at the top, it makes a difference just in a different way because at the top it determines seedings, and you know you want to be a guy that does you want to be a guy that does not have to play that first uh, you know that first uh, day and avoid that extra loss, and um, and it's very possible. That uh, that that could happen. So there is a there is a difference with the you know with the top and the bottom. But the uh, but the, I, I 
apologize. I was on my back porch, and a lawnmower has just gone by next door, so I apologize to the audience if they heard that. Uh, I thought I was going to be doing a good thing sitting out in the back, and, uh, and lo and behold, I have lawn maintenance at the, at the people next door to us. But that would, uh, that would be a real uh, deficit for the teams that could be at the top and get those, uh, uh, get those seating. So it does have an impact, but the guys at the top are going to get to make the tournament. Those, those bottom five guys, uh, they need to win. And, uh, and they don't, uh, you know, they don't need to be the victim of rain-out mathematics. Well, I, and I tell you, you enjoy sitting out back. Uh, we do not mind the long maintenance because if normally what holds true to form, what, what, whether I'm sending your way, you won't be on your back porch much longer. So, well, uh, I, I was going to ask you that uh, because we talked about the weather thing, uh, what, what is coming this way? Because, uh, the, you know, the games that, uh, that we're talking about are, are between me and you. Yes, we are. We are in uh, steady rain in North Louisiana. In fact, it's interesting. I'm trying to get a, uh, a baseball tournament in this weekend, and uh, but it has been raining since uh, late last night or early this morning, depending on how your your viewpoint on that situation is. So steady rain uh, still falling in North Louisiana. So you've got quite a bit of uh, precipitation headed your way. Well, that being the case, if it's been raining that long where you are, that means it's going to be raining in Mississippi and Alabama. Uh, you know, later later today, and so you could end up having those mathematics uh, be a factor. Now, um, as I move through and see uh, the football front, I've got to ask you uh, this year take on uh, it's been you know talked about uh, ad nauseum, but I want to talk about the NFL draft. I want to talk about the low points. Number one, uh, Laramie Tunsil, and number two, I got to look at uh, my champ of the week, uh, Sean Coleman, and not being an, an Auburn homer, but that's pr- quite an impressive uh, a story for that young man. We talked about it at the office last night uh, while, while we were editing on the football uh, uh, publications. Uh, we were keeping uh, up with the draft, and Matt Lowe was keeping an, an update on that, and he was letting us know when SEC players got drafted. We talked about that very thing. I believe Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, that's right, Browns uh, did Coleman, and we talked about that. That is one of the great stories in college football, and it just so happens, you know, you and I know it well. I've, I've interviewed Sean. He is such a such a great young man, and the the courage and the way that he approaches to so the people in the audience that don't know this, he was a five star uh, offensive lineman from Northern Mississippi, and some in some uh, rankings, he was the number one lineman in the country. Uh, he was a consensus five star lineman, and he signed with Auburn uh, six years ago. And before uh, before he could come to campus, he's diagnosed. With, a, with an acute uh, cancer, a, a form of leukemia. Uh, and the thought was that he may never play football again. And, and when you come up with a diagnosis like that, you, you worry about their, their lifespan. You worry about living. You're not worried exactly about football. Right. And, and Sean Coleman, uh, to, the, to the credit of Auburn staff, uh, they, stood, they stood by him. They said, you get this taken care of. Your expenses are, are covered as a scholarship uh, athlete. So he comes down. He had to have a, it took him two years to get to where the uh, doctors would even let him, uh, let him be on the field. Uh, so at, because of because of that, then his red shirt coming in, uh, we're talking six or seven years uh, that he was involved in the Auburn program, and um, makes us, I think it makes second team All SEC, um, and then last night uh, the culmination of that he gets drafted to play NFL football, and that is uh, that is really really a great story of courage, determination, positive attitude, uh, and, and never you know never say die uh, for uh, lack of a better term to be able to put in there. Uh, Sean Coleman is one of the great stories of uh, of college football. It's, it, you know, you get so many bad stories. Uh, you know, the Laramie Tunsil things on one end. Uh, I'm glad the same the same day you get the Sean Coleman story because yeah. there's uh, there's some 
there's a lot of good stuff out there, Nick, and it seems like maybe sometimes just the bad stuff is the, the things that get most of the publicity. Well, and, and Lynn, I, I do have to ask you about, about the bad stuff. We're talking to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Uh, every Saturday morning on the Nick Brown Show, Lynn takes you to 10, even when he's about to send the, uh, the best magazine to read on the beach, bar none, uh, Lindy's College Football Edition. But we do have to ask you about that because we talked to Dave Johnson from Ole Miss 24-7 Sports this morning, and uh, you look at the Laramie Tunsil situation, such a strange ordeal because I have no doubt that, you know, a lot of times when people put something out on social media, they say their account was hacked, and, and we all say, sure it was, you just put something out there that you regret. But no one in their right mind on what will be the biggest day affecting their financial future would do anything to make themselves appear negative. So I have to say that no doubt about it, I do think that his account was hacked, and I think they should find out who. But more importantly, as it relates to SEC and football, has it prompted investigation into Ole Miss? Well, it might. Here's the thing, and, I, and you know, I'm, I'm old, and, and you tell people all the time how long it took me to ever get to where I did a text message, and I got a Twitter account, and I don't tweet. So, I mean, the... the you know, so I'll, I'll say it, but I don't understand all the all the way these things are done about these accounts. But yeah, somebody could have hacked his account and posted things on his account without his being aware of it. Those things happen. It's not likely, but there's a possibility. And in this country, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty, and so that can happen. However, how do you? Am I correct that there was a photograph of him? Um, being actively involved with illegal drug equipment and uh, and and uh, partaking of illegal drugs uh, that this was a photo of is is that accurate? That is one hundred percent accurate. Okay, Leo. then uh, somebody may have hacked his account and posted it, but is it easy to create a photo that's recognizable of someone actively being involved in illegal drugs? Does, does hacking the account mean that you also were able to create something that was a lie that did not exist? And that uh, what you created was a lie? No, no. I would well, then, well, then I don't have any sympathy for the hacking of the account. I mean, that's a shame, and you should throw the book at whoever hacked the account. But, uh, but the hacking of the account, if, if, if what you just said is accurate, the hacking of account does not do anything in my mind to change the facts. And, uh, and yeah, if, if, if he, did, if he uh, uh, put something like that out on a, a public account, and then if he also turned around the same day and said, by the way, I got paid to pay, play here, which I also heard he did that. Now, is that true? That is true. That is correct. Then this is either the biggest idiot uh, that, ever, you know, that ever walked around, or else there certainly could be some trouble. Um, and I, I'm not for hackers. You know, I've, I've, I've had my accounts uh, hacked. I've had people uh, send me fake emails that shut my computer down. Uh, you know, the, uh, we can't get along without computers, and, and certainly... Uh, it allows us to keep in touch with people, share share news when it needs to be shared, and, and there's a great deal of positive. I think more positive than negative in this technology, but it sure got some bad sides to it. Well, I want to turn to something uh, positive because there's a player that you'll know a little more about. As as you know that I follow the Carolina Panthers, I was surprised that you're going to tell me about the defensive back from Samford that, that I've never heard of that gets drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, wasn't it great? In round two, yes. Yeah, wasn't that great? Yeah, oh yeah. They, hey, listen, these these smaller schools uh, put out some really good players. Hey, you, you, I, and Samford's Samford's being one of them. I mean, hey, the West Alabama with our good friend Ken Partridge. Uh, you know, I've, I've 
I coordinate the promotion we do with uh, with West Alabama. Kerry Estes wrote the team feature this year. I wrote it last year, but Kerry wrote it this year. But the uh, the Super Bowl was won uh, year before last by uh, University of West Alabama defensive back intercepting that controversial pass that was thrown down on the goal line uh, by the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, Kent Partridge told me that uh, that they have estimated the number of millions of dollars of publicity and positive exposure that little West Alabama down in Livingston, Alabama, got because of this. Um, most of the, you know, no question, most of the teams uh, that pr- uh, provide, you know, teams to the NFL are your, are your big teams, your Power Five teams and the traditional powers. But there are a lot of guys in the league that, uh, that did not go, to, not go to big schools. We've got a feature this year on um, players from the state of Florida and the state of Georgia uh, that have gone on and played for teams uh, for the pro teams in those states, the Falcons, and then the pro teams from um, from Miami. And we started looking at that, and you know, I didn't realize that uh, Larry Little went to Bethune Cookman. Uh, I didn't realize that you know I could just go on down the list of of players that are, are outstanding players, and and you don't realize that the, you know that they went to Morris Brown or they went to you know wherever. So so yeah, good point, good for Samford, uh, and and quite frankly, good for the small colleges. All right. I know that you've got a lot of work to do, so I want you to tell me uh, you're going to send it to the press sometime this afternoon. That's right. Yeah. By the end of the day today, uh, that edition will be gone to the uh, be gone to the printer. That will include the uh, the uh, southeastern edition. It'll include what we call the common form, uh, which goes in our other editions as well. Uh, it will be our uh, state specific uh, insert editions for Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, and uh, all of those will all of those will be gone. I. Uh, I have seen uh, our top 25. Uh, I have not seen. I have seen our SEC rankings. I have not seen uh, all of the all-star teams. I haven't seen the rankings of the team 26 through 128. The way that we rank every team, I have not seen that yet. Uh, but I do have a. I do have that that insight. Uh, we'll be doing those other ones later today. But uh, it's going to be. Uh, it'll be another good year uh, for uh, for the Southeastern Conference. Um, without tipping my hand too much, um, uh, you, you don't. I'm going to. I don't want you to say anything about that right. because I am going to text you, and you're going to receive a text. And I'm right. going to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to predict the SEC, but I'm going to predict the SEC in the way that I view that Lindy's will predict the SEC. <laughs> okay. So you're going to predict how we're going to predict. That's right. Uh, that's key. That, hey, I'll be interested to see that, Nick. You just send it to me. I am going to do that, but I do want to ask you this. Will there be a feature on coaches on the hot seat this year in Lindy's? No. no we're, not doing a, we're not doing a feature uh, on that as such. Uh, we, we do have a, a good many uh, you know, features every year, as you know, either complete features or uh, sections in what we call scoping the nation. That are uh, that are unique, looking at unique perspectives, and and there are a number of those that I enjoyed. I didn't write those, but I, I did enjoy editing them this year. There's some some interesting little sidelight things that our readers will uh, pick up that they wouldn't have known before, and insights. That I, but that's but that's not one of them. There, I mean, there are some things, some coaches, no question, that I think if they uh, if they don't do well, that uh, that they'll be on the hot seat. I think there are a few in the SEC, and there are a number in different parts of the country. But uh, but no, we don't have a feature on that. Well, I know that you're going to have a busy afternoon, and I look forward to it now. You're telling me all this about it's going to press today. Yes. Now, that's not really the important thing. The important thing is, is when is when will it be in my mailbox? Pro- probably the, ma- the publication 
will probably hit newsstands around the 27th of May. Uh, we would hope that it would be a few days before that. You know, we don't have control on it, and I'm saying this for the whole industry. Once the publication gets to the printer, we don't really have control. we got control of the content up to that point, but we're dependent on the contracts that we've got with the printer for, for their press time, and you, know, you theoretically could have, and we have had before, delays for different reasons that's cost us there, and then uh, it goes out of the back of the door, and it goes to trucking lines, and, and sometimes on trains to go all across the country. And, um, and we're dependent on, on what happens there. And, and weather. Weather. And, and oh, so, oh during, during the winter particularly. Now, we, we've had some really bad situations um, during the winter months, uh, which does not affect, which you'd think that affect basketball. It doesn't at all. It affects baseball. And it affects special editions on national championship uh, uh, magazines on Super Bowl and, and World Series winners. Because you think about the time of the year when that happens, uh, we've absolutely had some things that have been missed because of blizzards, uh, because uh, the uh, printing presses were shut down, because uh, trucks couldn't travel, because of the roads being down. So, no question, that's a factor. Okay, I've got, got, got a magazine question now. After you send it to the printer, will they print one copy and let you guys look at it and say, okay, do you approve of it? No. Or is once it goes to the printer, hey, it's done? No, once it goes to the printer, it's done. Now, we will, we, we do get. Uh, Used to, uh, and, and used to mean eight or ten years ago, not like eons ago. Um, Lindy or I won. Uh, our printer at that time was up at the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, and uh, Lindy or I won had to fly up to Virginia and uh, stay at a hotel up in Strasburg, Virginia, and uh, and press proof uh, everything that we did because there was not the uh, efficient way then to send proofs back and forth from uh, from the printer from the printer to the to the publisher. Um, but in the last eight or ten years, things have developed where now uh, we can transmit by uh, transmit uh, everything that we do back and forth uh, digitally and, and through the internet. So that's eliminated. That's eliminated that. It makes life easier for us, but in a way, I kind of miss it, Nick, because uh, so many elements of the publishing field of journalism uh, are not like they used to be. And uh, the young people in this industry uh, and the uh, the younger fan base. Uh, don't have knowledge of this and don't don't have an appreciation for for what it takes to do this and uh, you know you know I've talked before the I'm, I'm Archie Bunker when I talk about these things but uh, you know so many things have been negatively impacted because of uh, these factors and uh, and that's one of them I I kind of hate it but no we're able to, to do these things digitally now and, and and electronically through the internet and it uh, it does make life easier. Well, I, I forgot I got one more football question sure. for you. You're in Birmingham, the University of Alabama, roughly 30 to 40 miles away. Uh, any word on Alabama defensive line coach Bo Davis's resignation? Uh, certainly one of the best defensive line coaches in the country. Been with Nick Saban for several years, and certainly you can't argue the success because Alabama's defensive line has been uh, very strong over the years. Any any word on his resignation? I think it's too early to. Uh, yeah, there's conjecture, but uh, I. I would I would be served better not to not to say anything about what's out there. Let's just say this: if if in fact some of the things that are um, supposedly uh, alleged uh, that he was involved in, um, there theoretically could be could be investigations and troubles. If you if you think about the magnitude of the defensive lineman that he has been able to recruit and get into Alabama uh, since he came back and joined Nick Saban's staff. Uh, and think of uh, who those guys are and the impact that they've, they've had. Uh, it certainly would, uh, nobody would be crazy enough to make the argument 
that those guys being at Alabama did not have a, an on-the-field impact on their ability to win championships. And, um, and I, you know, so, you know, the thing is, in this, in this country, you're uh, innocent to proven guilty. We talked about that earlier. And, uh, and so that's the way we need to view it until you know differently. I, I think, uh, you know, innuendos uh, have, have uh, been a very negative thing. Uh, you, you and I, I am a model, was uh, negatively affected uh, by the Cam Newton situation where people ran with things that were lies, uh, later proven to be lies, but, uh, but people have negative impressions based on lies. And uh, so are the things that are being talked about here on this Bo Davis thing correct? Who knows? Um, I think it's significant that he was uh, pressured into resigning uh, if, uh, you know, you didn't hear Nick Saban or, their univer- or the administration rush to his defense. Uh, so uh, you can read into that what you want to, but, uh, you know, there, there will be those that will uh, uh, surmise that that being the case, uh, that probably if, uh, if there had not been some rules broken and some, some uh, uh, things done that shouldn't be done, um, maybe he would have been defended instead of rushed out the door uh, and everything's been mighty quiet about it. So um, we'll see. But uh, until, until there's some reason to, to know, then it would be, be better not to, you know, not to conjecture on it. Well, I certainly appreciate it. I know you're going to be busy, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning, Lynn. All right, Nick. Talk to you soon. That was Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Thanks for listening to the best of the Nick Brown Show. Tune in live every Saturday on ESPN977.com or subscribe to the show in iTunes, on Stitcher, or at redpeachsports.com.